0: with part two of this episode talking about anger we just ended on emotions and I cut it right here because it's interesting we wander through love in this episode chemistry musical chemistry and otherwise talk about some sci-fi concepts and then meander our way through parents putting pressure on their kids and uh, we then put pressure on ourselves We end the conversation on a lighter note, talking probably a bit too much about Weird Al and some other throwbacks. I hope you all enjoy. It was so much fun, and I'm very eager to chat more with Chris about this topic, because as you can imagine, there was just so much that we didn't cover. So without further ado, here is part two of my
1: episode with Chris Hansen. I think I mean I think a lot of a lot of people I definitely yeah I definitely struggle with 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 anger in feeling like I can express it Mm -hmm. um and uh you know it's funny because I feel like the uh talking about somebody with anger issues Mm -hmm. is usually centered on people that uh express anger too much Mm -hmm. um but i i definitely feel that feel that i have anger issues in the complete opposite it definitely comes up for me um and uh and also that maybe this is it maybe it's a weird way of framing it as an issue um as if there's something wrong with not with with feeling the way that you do about something, right? Um, you know, I mean, there are so many. Uh, just being able to know yourself on the level of, well, am I, am I just feeling the way that I'm feeling, or is there something more there underneath the surface that I'm actually holding back? Mm. Um, and uh, I mean, with the with the robbery, stuff, um, for me. In general um, I definitely find anger to be more of a difficult thing when there's no buddy to be angry at you know considering I don't even know who did it right um, maybe maybe when 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 or if I find find out um, there'll be more uh, of that emotion Um, yeah more of anger
0: but, but yeah, I mean, it is definitely weird that we say one emotion is bad. Yeah, anger issues. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's more of what you do with an emotion or, like, how you act, how you behave than it is the emotion itself. And right. anger certainly breeds a lot of, or can breed a lot of really
1: damaging yeah.
0: behaviors, but definitely. it can also not. Yeah.
1: <laughs> think every every emotion has it's like uh it's darkness and it's lightness where you know if you uh, sort of like everything in moderation I feel <laughs> like that statement really applies well to emotions like if you're if you're experiencing something all the time you know it's not it's not healthy to be in that state I mean for me it's you know sadness has definitely been the uh a dominating emotion at times and uh Mm. and it's interesting there's such a distinct there's such a distinction between feeling sad in the moment of something sad or feeling sadness come up for you Mm. in a really in your body in a really embodied way to feel sadness come up um and any emotion mm. in that way, but it seems that we have um, I guess I can only speak personally like okay. it can sometimes be dis difficult to distinguish thoughts from emotions, and when emotions arise out of ways of thinking about something um, or sort of the the stories that we get attached to, mm-hmm. you know in our heads about like we are, what our lives are like, oh well, like I just can't I'm never gonna get it right my life is a fucking mess Like it's all going to shit and, you know, that's that we can feel lots of, lots of ways out of thinking that you know but they're different and uh, yeah, it's a it's a hard thoughts and feelings like pulling them apart. I mean like that's the
0: stories you tell yourself. Yeah. I feel like I was thinking about that recently too, of just like, you know, you can say like, yeah, I feel sad. I I must feel sad. Like that sounds right. You know? Mm -hmm. And then you have this thought of like, yeah, I never get anything right. Mm -hmm. You know? And you can have all these, Thoughts about, yeah, how the story sounds, and then create. I, I do that too. Yeah. Again, I, I can't speak for a general person, yeah. but I definitely but, uh, feel But that. we
1: all do it. Right? Yeah. Every, everybody does it.
0: I think we all do. Like, trying to grab onto emotion and emotion about, like, yeah, that, that sounds right. That mm-hmm. feels right, you know? Yeah. Rather than, yeah, that more. Embodied experience of it I think like love is a really cool one to look at Mm. In terms of an embodied Experience just because Especially when you're falling in love with somebody Like I feel like You can feel those chemicals In your body And I don't know if I've If I've felt that to the same degree With other emotions (laughs) Mm. It's just that I guess maybe Anxiety and fear I also feel on a pretty Embodied level Mm. but other things, I don't, I don't feel to the same degree, but
1: yeah. Do you do you feel like love is an emotion, or because I mean that's that's a whole <laughs> that's, that's that's definitely a rabbit hole in yeah. of itself. Like, is it does it happen, like for you? Because I feel I feel like we've turned love into this whole. Hmm. I mean, it, it's been this whole thing for a really long time and like, you know, shouts out to love for <laughs> constantly making new music.
0: Yeah, shouts <laughs> possible. out
1: possible. <laughs> um
0: Ballads. Yeah.
1: About like everything. Heartbreak, <laughs> falling in love, all of the emotions. Um, which is so weird, because it's kind of kinda of seems like a basket of many emotions. <laughs> But I'm... Yeah, I guess I'm... Question for you, Miss Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like, I mean, because, you know, you're about to get married, like... Yeah. Yeah. Is it, like, an emotion? Is it it an experience? Is it, like, a... um, is it all the above like
0: yeah i feel like it's a little bit all of the above but i definitely feel it in my body as an emotion to the same degree i yeah experience fear anxiety hmm yeah grief again yeah i feel like sadness isn't what i feel in my body as much which is almost kind of like thinking about that well am i just thinking i'm sad you know Mm -hmm. no but i i think i don't know you feel things differently i guess but yeah i i mean it's it's one of chris my like well he Mm -hmm. is legally my husband now yeah yes um (laughs) but it is one of his favorite questions is feel is love a feeling or a choice Mm, but that's
1: a great way to put it
0: yeah yeah Yeah. he he loves that (laughs) yeah but i definitely think it's more than that i think like a lot of people say both to the question but i don't know yeah the fact that so many songs can be written about it too and it just makes me feel even more strongly that it's totally a feeling. <laughs> yes. That it's totally an emotion. But... Yeah, I mean, I think it's mm. obviously valid to look at it from many, many ways.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of... I guess the the one, like, thing to add... I would have to add to that is, like what, like, what distinguishes infatuation from love? And, like, is... Is love able to be continuously like a fleeting thing? Um, which, like, you know, I'm asking the question too, but I have no idea, yeah. Um, because I haven't, um, had the personal experience of, um, I guess being in a relationship, a committed. Um, romantic relationship with somebody <laughs> for a really like for a long time, for like years Yeah. Um, to be able to speak on love in that in that context and I feel like that's when we talk about love that's kind of how we are like programmed to think about love, right? Mm. Just like you know, this is the uh, just the idealized version that we're given to by movies and mm-hmm. you know Books and media everything
0: yeah. well I also feel like infatuation kind of has a negative context sometimes too like yeah, oh you're does. just infatuated with them right. you know it's not real love
1: yeah
0: but then it's like well what is real love like at that point it's kind of like well do you not experience love unless you've been with somebody for 10 years like mm-hmm. is that what you're trying to say like yeah. can infatuation factor in and you can be infatuated with somebody for 10 years too like I don't think that's out of the question yeah <laughs> um, I don't know. so yeah there's just a lot of judgment about, about it too about yeah how someone's loving like if you fell in love really quickly or i don't know yeah, but i mean i think one reason chris likes the question is it a feeling or a choice so much is just because of this concept of like having to choose you choose somebody every day like especially if you're in a yeah. long committed marriage yeah. <laughs> or a relationship like you do have to continuously choose that person every Mm. day but I still think it's like based in feelings the whole time (laughs) feelings of care too feelings of like
1: Mm.
0: I care about this person like Mm. you know just like the same kind of feeling of love as you love a friend yeah but I definitely think when you fall in love with somebody that feels like a different kind of love than when you grow to love a friend right Mm. Like, yeah. does it doesn't feel as chemical.
1: Definitely, I mean, I think I think you're both I think you're both right. Yeah, in a lot of ways, because I mean, you know, I feel like you know we I feel like we make uh, <laughs> uh, just thinking back to something that uh, I address in therapy. Like you know, we say, "Oh, I feel all the time," it's really something we think. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I think that. Um, <laughs> I think that we uh, sort of separate feelings and choices or, or, or like, the idea of making a choice mm-hmm. feels very empty of feelings in the way of just... It, almost, like, dutiful. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just... I'm making the choice because I am a good moralistic person <laughs> and that's what good moralistic sure. people do is we choose the right things. And, like... And, no, we just, you know... I think our choices are can be influenced by our feelings um
0: i think you also like choose to lean into an emotion
1: yeah or or choose to ignore it or Mm -hmm. uh shove it down or let go of it yeah um yeah i i definitely feel that and uh yeah like every um yeah the the (laughs) everybody has a different relationship like you know quote unquote contract with each other where it's like you know a marriage is one relationship and then a friendship is another relationship and but we all have these things where it's like you know there are breaches of these contracts where if you make a choice like sure like you push me down a flight of stairs. Like, no, nah, we're done. Like it's over.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's, um, yeah. Just in relation to boundaries, which mm. you were also saying you've been thinking about a lot recently Definitely. to like setting boundaries, being taken advantage of. And I don't know how you were thinking about that in terms of music per se, but that certainly relates to what we're talking mm. about now. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, you really do have to set boundaries in relationships, and for yourself, and I don't, I don't know, there's a whole, yeah. Yeah,
1: (laughs) no, I think, I think that's a great, I mean, uh, a great thing to think about, um, as far as, like, I mean, in relationships, and in, uh, and in music, in musical relationships too. Like I've had so there we go. many, yeah. <laughs> so many lessons about setting boundaries in the musical relationships in my life, um, and just suffered for a really long time in continuously not setting or uh, or even you know, um, like o- owing it to myself or believing that I deserve to have boundaries and things that mm-hmm. I could ask for mm-hmm. um you know
0: which is yeah I mean that's so important and a love like romantic relationship too uh-huh. and it almost feels like a musical relationship in some ways oh my god <laughs> might be like more intimate <laughs> in different ways I, you know you know
1: like who knows if he'll ever listen but like my you know close friend, collaborator, Jameson and I, mm-hmm. like, you know, we've known each other for a really long time, like, oh my god, like 12 years, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, we, we grew up together, and, um, I've had a, I've compared our relationship at many points to a marriage, we've had <laughs> our rocky, the bumps in the road in our, in our marriage, yeah. and, uh, you know, um, it's hilarious. And you've made it
0: through. You've made that choice, right? Yeah, to stay together. Exactly,
1: And is, I...
0: Yeah, it's why I, people think of it that way. <laughs> yeah.
1: And just what a commitment even looks like. Yeah. It's really... It's funny you say that, because I did... I said those words to him. I had a, you know, like a life-changing experience at this thing called the Landmark Forum, which we talked about, which I'm not going to get into at all, because... It's too much. But, um, yeah, that was like a, that was like a big takeaway of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, of, uh, uh, the whole thing of, of, of choosing people. And, mm. uh, that was something that I said to him, like word for word, like, yeah, like I choose to make music with you. Um, and yeah, it changed a lot of, a lot of, uh, things, um, took the pressure off in the relationship for something to, mm. Um, you know, cause we both want to, wanted to make music and be satisfied and, um, you know, I think chemistry, chemistry is one of my favorite words as far as relationships go, mm-hmm. because it doesn't adhere to some sort of like, well, this person was good and this person was bad and that's why it all fell apart. Like, yeah. you know, like. Oh man, you would, you would do way better. I, I would totally butcher it, but like, you know, like, um, it's like the periodic table, you know, some elements with other elements, like sodium hydrochloride, right? It's salt. Yeah.
0: Not hydrochloride, hydrochloride just chloride. like See, so, sodium chloride. Sodium yeah, chloride? But yes. Okay. <laughs>
1: Maybe that's just like explosive and volatile. <laughs> I don't know what I don't what
0: NAHCL is,
1: isn't that a thing though Uh, who knows i don't know (laughs) well you know what i mean like there's like some like harmonious relationships and then there's like very inharmonious relationships like well yeah yeah. i think
0: nature very much obeys laws right Mm. and i certainly think that just like you're talking about like the ether and the ideal realm i think that that could be scientific Mm. um in a way that just like what you're talking about now like chemistry between two people c- could be scientific it yeah. just hasn't been like quantified and hasn't right. been brought into the scientific realm but totally. but someday we might be able to <laughs> determine that would be chemistry so between awesome. two people oh my just God. like we can with elements
1: yeah I know. I, no, I'm so on board with it. Yeah. I, like I'm, I'm actually gonna call it. Like for the record, let's say uh, okay, we might not be around in 70 years. Maybe we will because life extending technology. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. 70 um, years. Yeah, where you could just like get in a booth with somebody because they're making you know everything is relating more and more to genetics yeah. in science right just like to like how likely you are to be like a repeat offender to like which is mm-hmm. like really scary yeah to like you know designer babies and like yeah. all of the traits that we have um so that could be really that could be really cool just like kind of like astrology on steroids that's where our kids are gonna be laughing at us like
0: Ha, uh, they were what using this stars?
1: Oh, you're a ta- you're a Taurus and a Cancer. That's how you found out. Huh? <laughs> well, I'm just going to get in my chemistry booth. Yeah, you we idiots. use chemicals
0: to figure this out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the raw power of science. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: now it sounds it seems mystical and magical. Right? It does, like yeah. you and Jameson just have this musical chemistry, which I wonder if someday it could be quantified, but
1: I don't know. But it's now a, it just
0: exists and you choose it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, and that there doesn't have to be pressure yeah. around choosing somebody. Because it's, you know, yeah, every relationship is different and you should, you should be in relationships that feed you.
0: Yeah. What was the pressure that you were putting on it? Just like mm. the pressure to create, like to make a new song or
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I think we had very um we had very different ways of dealing with the same problem. Mm. Um where I um you know, I I would feel very constricted and um Controlled in the creative environment sometimes, but I would never voice it. I would never mm-hmm. talk about it. And, uh, and so that kind of left him in the dark. Um, and then he would respond by feeling like he would feel me pulling away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would withdraw and get quiet and weird. And, um, you know... Like, his response was to try to keep the ball rolling and keep the train moving, which only made me want to pull away more. And, uh, you know, like, everybody has... uh, I think everybody has a job to communicate um, their feelings, um, and everybody has the right to feel like they can do that safely. And so, you know...
0: Yeah.
1: uh, Yeah, I, I... Communication definitely, like, saved our collaborative relationship and friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, just not being afraid. And, like, it's it's a scary thing to mm-hmm. trust people with your emotions. Yeah. To trust people f- with, scary. like... It's
0: definitely
1: scary. You know, that's... Uh, I mean, I, not to go all the way back, but when we were talking about attachment styles, that's, you know, kind of like... Uh, I'm curious to hear from you also, but you know, like I was, I was pretty, I was pretty anxiously attached as a kid. Mm. I, I was kind of, kind of had the stars in my eyes for people. Would get really, be really attracted to strong personality types, and mm. um, just, just like fawn over people. Just oh my god, you're like so cool, mm. and, um, and then as I became more self-aware and then self-conscious you know I was like oh that's that's not cool I want to be cool and through that whole process which was you know a whole journey in of itself and like sometimes is you know like then I became avoidant Mm. so you know having this uh I guess where that and that's avo- where that statement comes from. And
0: avoidant is like yeah, you kind of like avoid,
1: kind of get cold, yeah, distant. You get cold, withdraw. Yeah, Um Yeah, uncommunicative. Um, yeah, it's like it's a it's a power dynamic thing, um, which is like unintentional and un, uh, like not malicious malicious a lot of the time because it's unconscious. Yeah you know, but, um, yeah, it's weird. Like looking at myself, I'm like, oh, I became avoidant to not deal with the shame of being anxious, hmm. you know,
0: but you still consider yourself anxiously attached, but you
1: no, moved into I don't. the
0: avoidant realm. When I you... don't oh, okay, okay. because
1: it's weird. It's this weird layer cake of like, we're not, I feel like we base a lot of truth off of the timeline of our lives and like, well, this is who I became based off of this, like who we were when in reality, it's like, no, we're like always change. Like we're yeah, not the we're same, not the same people.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Which is why relationships can be hard too, especially without any communication, mm-hmm. <laughs> because if you're, you know, growing and then like people change and, you know, it, you have to change how you interact with somebody or something or you know, I it can just get confusing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's why people do break break up or leave musical relationships or leave friendships just because there was changing and and some of it, yeah, maybe wasn't addressed too. Mm. Like, be great if everyone could just grow together constantly.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't uh, it? <laughs>
0: yeah. It
1: would. It would. Yeah. Do you
0: think you and Jameson will forever continue your musical?
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like there's all there's like you know, it's really it's really beautiful like where um you know, like where we are right now because other side still still exists. Like we have a lot of music that we want to put out um and we're waiting for the right time to do that. Um you know, I would like to put some of it out personally and uh you know we've we've talked about the potential of doing that um but uh yeah i mean it it, we are existing in the paradigm of um you know that these things can exist without the without the um the pressure of them existing and that's you know like there's there have been so many lessons out of that uh, out of our relationship because it like at many points it wasn't an easy relationship yeah. and uh, um, but I yeah I learned so much um, about just the power of of communication and also the um, the power that labels can have both in hmm. creating stability and instability depending on how you're looking at it um and what that reveals around uh, about you as a person um and just for me being like oh wow like you know oh I have commitment issues like um which I knew before that but like (laughs) you know (laughs) um it's it's weird just looking at looking at life through the lens of uh different relationships because I feel that um I have felt that uh, there are a lot of kind of universal interconnected truths that sort of are existing there underneath the, the fabric of all the things that happens. And, um,
0: hmm. yeah. There's lots of interconnected truths yeah. <laughs> and just everywhere in that... every process in our brains. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to say, too, that it seems like you have always just put a lot of pressure on yourself in your musical and creative realm. Like, you talk about it in relation to your, like, relation, your musical, main musical relationship. And then also, like, it seems like your parents just, like, supported you. But yeah. they I'm sure they also put a lot of pressure on you. <laughs> but then I also mean... just pressure when it comes to yeah being in college and feeling like oh I guess I'm doing everything on my by myself and yeah. I don't know yeah it's something that society too like kind of says that you're supposed to put a lot of pressure on yourself for yeah. and we were talking about purpose like you're supposed to put a lot of purpose or pressure on your purpose and yeah I mean I put a lot of pressure on myself too in different ways mm-hmm. but
1: yeah it seems like
0: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah pressure
0: it seems like you've gotten around it too in a lot of
1: cool ways Uh (laughs) yeah i think i think it's just kind of been like a recontextualizing journey (laughs) through all of that um yeah because i think the great i mean like you're right in that like yeah i had an awesome i had an awesome upbringing sure there was like you know what parents don't put pressure on their kids a little bit i'm well maybe there are like parents that aren't there and, um, don't care. Um, definitely. Um, but you know, yeah, of course there are little instances of pressure and like, um, you know, them wanting me to do well. And, um, but I think the biggest pressure for me came after leaving, uh, and sort of understanding the hand that I was dealt Mm -hmm. as far as life lives go. (laughs) And being like, wow, mine is really good. Mm-hmm. I like I have a lot to like I have a, I have a lot of an upper hand just like given to me. Mm-hmm. Um and uh when I couldn't quite focus myself and like yeah i would would just really i would just shit on myself for not knowing what i wanted and not knowing um even though i knew i wanted to do music and like you know all these other things like um you know like there's a growth period like especially during that time and like you know like we were talking about before like not oh i'm not the best at this anymore oh confronted with the, the uh the 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 cringiness of like oh i thought this was good <laughs> oh shit like wow
0: or just like listen i mean i feel like that's just epitomized <laughs> in like listening yeah. to songs that you used to love and you're no, like yeah. was my taste that bad
1: <laughs> i don't know yeah so there are some songs that oh, yeah I've been I've been diving back in though lately, oh, really? okay, like we're jumping. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like even uh, uh, the first, the first song that I ever bought on iTunes, I have never. T- I don't think I've ever told this story, and I'm gonna tell it exact like exactly true because it's, like, just so ridiculous. Uh, not that ridiculous, but like you know, I was like in sixth grade and they used to make these like. Uh, like, fan uh, anime music videos with, Mm -hmm. like, I was super into Naruto at the time. Mm -hmm. Watched, like, all of that. And and there was a, there's, like, a genre of um, uh, hentai called yaoi, I think. And it's just, like, gay hentai. Okay. And like, and I didn't know what it meant at the time. And so I just clicked on this video of, uh, like, Naruto and uh and Sasuke Yahweh <laughs> oh and say just like but it was YouTube so it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't actual stuff going on. But uh <laughs> and it was like Humans Do by David Byrne from The Talking Heads. Oh. <laughs> on that video. And I was like, This is a great song. Yeah. And I like didn't really like I was like, Oh, okay, they're kinda, you know, just like soft soft, like not even soft core, just just romant- just looking at each other intensely. we are like, this Just,
0: weird. How'd I click on this video? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was the first song that I ever bought on iTunes, was David Byrne, Like Humans Do.
0: All right. So, well, maybe you're uh, super proud of your past music decisions
1: but... <laughs> Not all of them. But, uh, I mean, do you want to share? I kind of... I know about ABBA, which... I, I oh, learned I love more, No, I spent I'm more just, time with because of you, but uh, please do. I'm just more. thinking
0: of like on my first iPod um, shuffle, or like uh-huh. smallest one, I remember that song Smack That by Akon.
1: Oh, that's a fucking awesome <laughs> song. Love that song. Love that song. Also, nobody wanna see us together, oh but it don't matter, No. Cause I got you That Oh Yo Okay
0: well I look back at I don't judge you for that that, And I don't think it's a good song anymore (laughs) What songs I am proud of though Are um The uh What is her name It's fuck Um
1: Are you talking like Fergie?
0: No it's from that same era But it's like It was like super electronic Kind of music Um, never going to. Okay, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. Okay. But. Smack that, I actually... Yeah, for some reason... Oh, Cascada. Oh, Cascada was... Oh, my God. I still love those Cascada songs. So I also don't uh, look back at myself and think, wow, that was terrible taste, Rachel. But... I mean, it's just, every time we touch, I get this feeling. And every
1: time we kiss, I swear I can fly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so... It's so... It's so bad, but it's amazing... <laughs> It's like amazing listening to that to me and being like, oh, this was, this this really hit. Yeah. This really hit, and (laughs) that's just kind of that's kind of cool in of itself. Uh, Where it's like, wow, this was really. That felt that way back then. Yeah. Where it's kind of like... Why...
0: Yeah. Why yeah. did I start... Why did I bring up, like, bad music taste of your past as an example? I don't know. Though? We kind
1: of just hopped down that rabbit hole, I but that. I really <laughs> liked it. Uh, <laughs> you kind of... I think you asked me, you know, just the... Yeah. Just listening to songs that he used to listen to and how cringy it is. and Yeah. I mean, like... I could I Yeah, I could really go... For so long with with just that. <laughs> it's such a deep
0: I'm trying to think of other songs so that I found like really cringy. Or that I find mm. cringy now that I used to listen to. But Yeah. Honestly, all music of... is great in its own right and
1: <laughs> Yeah. I guess like I mean it's hard to it's hard to like put cringy in a
0: See, I That's, also love yeah. Weird Al. Weird Al Yo. is what I listened to in, like, fifth grade. Dude, Weird Al was, like, my
1: first
0: favorite.
1: <laughs> he was, like... I knew all of his parodies before I knew the actual songs. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. I still don't even know oh if I know some of the actual songs that he's pari-
1: parody- par- parodying. Parodying? Parodying? Par- paradiddling I like that
0: (laughs) paradiddling that's a drum
1: rudiment (laughs) I'm sure he paradiddled
0: yeah (laughs) uh, paradiddled paradiddled
1: yeah he was a fucking sick accordion player um yeah and also just the fact I think that this is really a great a great discussion on like (laughs) what makes something cringy yeah because he didn't give a fuck and that is really badass Mm -hmm. to me to like to do something really cringy and then to just embrace it fully Mm -hmm. i feel like something is way more cringy it's cringy when you're trying to make it good and it's not it's just in the uncanny valley and (laughs) uncanny valley
0: of music but yeah he really like just went for it like one of my favorite Weird Al songs was literally Weasel Stomping Day. <laughs>
1: He's literally oh, just little <laughs> girls and boys make that wonderful crunching noise. No no no. It's weasel, weasel stomping, stomping. Weasel deck. stomping day. Yeah,
0: it's literally a song about stomping weasel. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's fucked up. Have you seen the music video? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's really it's, it's, it's really also, brutal.
0: It's also fucked up. Yeah. But like it's that song doesn't scream cringe to me for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe some people who didn't listen to it back then would be like, mm, that's a weird song. So but you
1: listen to Poodle Hat. Did you have the did you have the album?
0: Was that the album it was on? Is that what I, it was called?
1: Uh, wait, maybe it wasn't it wasn't. I don't Poodle think it Hat. was Poodle it Hat. It was uh, what was the one after that? Uh, the one with White and Nerdy.
0: Yeah, I can't I, it might have just been called White and Nerdy or maybe that album no, was. No, it like,
1: was uh, it was something else. It I was don't like know. yeah, I forget.
0: But yes, that was the one I listened to probably the most.
1: Welcome to Somethingville
0: that sounds like it could be right
1: yeah welcome to i forget it but the but the last i was thinking about um
0: oh straight out of linwood straight
1: out of linwood is what it is yeah yep
0: yep that one has weasel stomping day
1: that's the one do you remember genius in france that's a, that's a deep cut
0: it's the last
1: song on poodle hat
0: poodle hat I don't I don't I don't know if I listen to Poodle Hat as much actually. Uh, I should sure uh yeah, I'll I'll, list, I'll go ahead and listen to Poodle Hat when I tomorrow or something.
1: Actually, it's kind of it's hard. It's a little hard to listen to like cuz it's really good but his voice is fucking annoying. Yeah, it's he's he's like is. I'm a genius in France. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> it is voice gringy. is
0: so annoying, but yeah. Anyways, I w- I want to know what Weird Al's creative process is.
1: Same. <laughs> He's a mad genius. He's just chosen yeah. to filter it in the weirdest way. Um, yeah. You know what? I mean that that's kind of a great. Uh, I love that you brought up Weird Al because <laughs> this is like tying back into the whole when I hated music part of my life and Mm. what got me out of it was just, uh... was realizing that, oh, wow, I had all these people, like, weird out and, like, you know, my parents would play, like, I don't know if your mom... like, uh... if you listen to Raffi or... um,
0: My mom, like, only listened to Enya.
1: That's it. Dude! (laughs) I have a whole, like, I was traumatized by Enya as a toddler. Oh my god. <laughs> they would, you know her one song? Yeah, yeah, right, that That's one. her song. Yeah. And uh, they would play it during nap time for us. She sounded like a fucking scary ghost lady to me. I hated that song. It was visceral, like, my whole being disagreed with that song
0: you couldn't I nap during like nap time i was
1: being haunted by anya oh and like, I, I remember the first time that i heard it like after
0: after you were a toddler or like, something yeah
1: i was like 13 or something i was like that's the fucking song
0: that's it that's You're her haunted by nap time dreams <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, but, but what um, what
0: were you trying to think of is that your parents played? Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> you know my parents just like played like silly things like Ra- like Rafi was is like a kids artist and okay like just really I mean you know like kids music yeah um,
0: the beluga whale song yeah
1: yeah stuff baby like beluga that. And, yeah like but just like the role of comedy in music I think as adults gets more lost on us. Mm. Um, and, and the whole narrative switches from when we're kids. It's just about silly, fun, like, yeah, yeah. Weird, weird things. I mean, I guess, I guess for me, I can't, I can't speak for everybody at all. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, yeah, I grew up with that kind of stuff where it was just silly and then Weird Al when I was 10 because it was what my parents would let me listen to. And, <laughs> um, but then later I found, like, Reggie Watts, Hmm. Reggie Watts is a huge and I've show, I've showed him to you before. If I, I'll yeah, okay. I'll up a video after we're done. <laughs> okay. We can revisit, but uh he's uh he's kind of the original, you know, everybody knows Mark Ribier now, the guy who dances with his shirt off and sings about licking people's assholes and you know. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't-
0: Okay. Everyone knows who he is except for me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I
1: need to stop using all-inclusive uh, terms <laughs> <laughs> for knowledge.
0: Okay, I'm not offended. Uh, just so.
1: everyone. Everyone but you, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a. Uh, I'm sure you recognize him. Um, but uh, yeah, like Reggie Watts was kind of the originator of doing really weird looping stuff, like Hmm. on, you know, like with a looper and he would just make up songs on the spot and do kind of like this integrated absurdist Hmm. comedy routine, Hmm. uh, where he just like speak in accents and like change them up unannounced and like none of it made sense, but it all made perfect sense. And he would,
0: he has a TED talk. Yeah, It's great. That's just so fun. And yeah, you can just see the creative energy just flowing in that. But, okay, yes, actually, what we were talking about before was pressure, right? And Uh, that's why we got on this tangent of talking about, like, cringy songs and humorous songs and stuff, just because, whatever, it helps take the pressure off, is kind of what it sounds like what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, this reminder that, like, Weird Al exists and whoever else you just said who I, you know, don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It just, uh, yeah it yeah,
0: helps like lessen that pressure which is cool <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's so awesome because it's like um it's an interesting thing to think about what just came to mind for me was um my brother who is a f- who's a firm believer in the diamonds get made under pressure hmm. statement um which is really cool and um I have so much respect for his process because it's so different than mine, mm. um, and uh, and I agree with that statement to an extent. I think I think that I think that pressure, um, you know, is a lot of the times associated with stress, mm-hmm. um, and as a bad thing and uh, as something unwanted. Um, but I think that I think that pressure can also be a really a force for good that we can we can harness and we can experience to motivate ourselves and to yeah to, to, to put ourselves in more of a engaged focused and like excited state to, to want to do something mm. um, I think I think the hard I think where where it where at least I feel the most resistance, um, is when I feel that other people are putting pressure on me Mm -hmm. and other people are trying to control me and, you know, trying to tell me what to do and how to do it. Um, uh, and it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird line because, um, you know, also, also I yearn to be, um, to be guided, by the right people in the right ways in that yeah. like you know in this journey up until now um you know if I have been able to reframe this whole idea around people that are better than you as uh as a really shameful thing mm. and now it's a really it's a really inspiring thing even though it's you know still comes up there are moments of toughness and recognizing oh okay I just need to like Stop talking and take your advice right now. (laughs) And like and listen and like you're trying to mentor me right now.
0: Right. Um you know. Yeah, I'm sure Weird Al never got to the point where he was (laughs) by not (laughs) listening to anybody.
1: Right. Yeah. So, you know, just in that in that sense, like being like feeling inspired to put to put pressure on yourself in a healthy way in order to, yeah, in order to get better in the ways that you want to, not not because you feel like you have to, because you feel like you actually really that want you actually to. They actually
0: want to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like, yeah, that's just the creative process, or not the creative process, but um, what being an artist is in mm. general, right? Like, if you don't put any pressure on yourself to make something nothing's ever gonna get made i mean mm. same with an athlete i guess too
1: <laughs> yeah right?
0: if you don't put any pressure on yourself to train you're never gonna get better and that's why you have really talked about music and creativity as a muscle too i feel mm. like they do feel very one and the same to me Um, and that's a hard thing to find sometimes too is that motivation and that self yeah self pressure that you put on yourself Mm. obviously you put self pressure on yourself
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. but just Um, yeah
0: putting pressure on yourself to like do something or create something but same thing with creating a podcast right it's like I have to be motivated enough to Create an episode just just to do (laughs) it, just to do it, yeah, and
1: to give yourself permission for it to maybe suck.
0: Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Like that's a yeah, that's an ongoing ongoing thing for me as well. Yeah, Um, yeah, and uh, but it's also a beautiful thing because you can, you know, like I just I just started playing more guitar recently. Mm -hmm. I'm not good. Um, I don't know anything, even theoretically. I'm just kind of learning as I go, and <sighs> like, oh, this is a shape, and uh, and I want to learn more. Um, but it's cool to play this instrument that is like, I don't, I don't need to be good at it. Mm. Like I've never told myself that I needed to be good at it. Mm. So I just have, I've inadvertently given myself permission to suck. Yeah. And that yeah, that's yeah. like freedom. That's like yeah. true freedom.
0: Well, it's no pressure, you know, yeah. doing something with no pressure, right. which is certainly what I, yeah, what I totally aim to, to do, right, as mm-hmm. well in my podcast is just like, no pressure on myself, just release yeah. the episodes, you know, yeah. but I do get a little... Perfectionist with it, and that's why I'm not releasing them as I do them. I'm kind of like building up this stockpile. Yeah. But um, I would like to, yeah, I would like to like be a little more freeform or like free flowing with it, and so I think that. Yeah, just like trusting, trusting yourself and putting Mm. the putting enough pressure on yourself to like do something, but not enough pressure to make it perfect. Yeah, is probably
1: (laughs) right. Not yeah, where you really need to fall. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like you're, you know, like, like it's a it's a it's a a learning experience for you as well. Like you're you're finding out, I'm sure, so much about what works what doesn't work what people respond to what people Mm -hmm. don't respond to just like the yeah like the actual experience of doing something yeah it's like very real
0: yeah
1: (laughs) it's like making music too like you know you can't get better if you don't do it yeah yeah it's it's fun (laughs) yeah and I'm oh my god like You know, there's no, there's no, there's no point in making anything about being better because there's always somebody better than you, you know, and the people that look at it in that way. Like, you know, Terry Gross and Jacob Collier are, (gasps) exist in the world, (laughs) respectively. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're I love Terry. just I love fresh amazing air. musicians.
1: <laughs> oh no, ter- right? uh, Terry Gross is. Uh, do you ever listen to Fresh Air?
0: Oh yes, I thought yeah. Jacob Collier Coly- was a musician. Okay,
1: yeah, okay. I was, I was thinking, I was doing of, a respective,
0: right? Gotcha, gotcha. I like, was thinking, of, yeah.
1: musician, <laughs> Brilliant minds of our respective
0: right. passions.
1: Yeah. Yes. So.
0: Yeah, Fresh Air is a whole different kind of kind of podcast but I love it yeah. and appreciate it and I'm trying in my endeavor to hit that balance between something freeform and something interviewee you know because mm-hmm. I want things to feel more like a conversation but it right. depend- it's it's dependent on the person I would say how it goes and yeah. I love that because that does make it freeform yeah <laughs> so it's awesome yeah. Um, my last question will be, what's your favorite song of yours that is out that like people can listen to that ah. you that you've written?
1: Oh my god, um, it's a it's a hard one. It's a it's a it's a, it's a not a painful question. That's a, <laughs> that's pretty dramatic, but um, but I will be. I haven't had my own music out for a really long time because mm-hmm. um, I've been working on it for so long but um, I will be dropping the first official amalgamation single uh, within the month Whoa. so I got pushed back a little bit because of the, the whole robbery thing um, right. but uh, but yeah not gonna let that deter the needing to get the ball rolling so yeah so it's called Neptune Neptune is coming out, dropping in a month. Yeah, that's your favorite. <laughs> yeah, as of right now, it's hard though. They're like your babies. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to choose one, and it's also w- weird and hard to reference something that's not even out.
0: Because I feel like the f-
1: my amongst my favorites are things that aren't out yet. But um, but there is um two of the songs that we released as other sides that i you know i feel don't quite represent where either jameson or i are are at at this particular point but i do i did feel really proud in the moments about um that you can actually look up on spotify um the first one is crazy soul um and the second one is now she know my name and uh and uh, yeah, now that I mention it, like there was another band that I was in called Zaramella that like doesn't exist anymore. But uh, there's a song called uh, Equinox hmm. that we got. Um, uh, Saba was gracious enough to give us a verse before he was way too famous oh, uh, wow. for the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Equinox was a really cool song too, and you can look that up on YouTube. There's a music video for that.
0: I don't think I've ever listened to any of your Zarabella. Zaramella. Zaramella. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah it exists. Weird. Weird for me sometimes that. Oh wow. Huh. All
0: Just that to happens. have something you created.
1: Yeah. It was a whole in the
0: process of.
1: Yeah. A whole phase of life that. <laughs> it's like wow. Kind of kind of one of those things. Like, did that really? Mm -hmm. that all happens like wow but
0: you have the evidence of it
1: (laughs) yeah do that's the weird thing
0: (laughs) the musical evidence yeah cool well thanks chris for talking to me about your creative process i find it so fascinating just in general and then about yours in general because you're my friend, and I like my friend's minds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I as a rule. <laughs> I quite enjoy your minds as well, and uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thanks. I think we we jumped a lot of awesome places. I know. And, uh, yeah. yeah. this is great. Cool. I love it. Yay! I had such a good time.
0: Same. All right.
1: See you later. <laughs>
0: one i hate to cut it short short meaning two hours long (laughs) but i hope you all enjoyed that if you did please share the episode on your instagram or facebook page or just send it to a friend you think would like it Uh, one other thing i wanted to say about the episode um or that i mentioned during the episode is we just touched on boundaries super super briefly but I would love to cover that topic with somebody who has felt inspired by that. Um, so if you feel like you might be that person, please hit me up. You can DM me on Instagram and we can set up a time to Skype or whatever. I'll have to be moving into not-in-person recordings at this point. Um Maybe for the most part, maybe not fully, but since I just moved. So I look forward to connecting with you all on this episode and future episodes. I'm currently looking for a job. So while I do that, I might have a little more time to start going through this large archive of recordings I have. So stay tuned
1: and ciao.